0: And my guest today is Anson Williams, and uh, this is Game Changers. And maybe I'm screaming. I think we're live. I think we're on um, on Facebook. I we are we? Okay, I got to see Anson. I'm going to make sure that everything's happening. To, you
1: have, talk. I'm totally confused. I am totally confused. <laughs> are we on Facebook or Mars or Jupiter or? <laughs> or we, where, are, where are we you know what anson it worked we, we, we
0: are live we're live we're live and i I'm taking oh my god we're live and i'm taking us public now so it's working which is okay, good great.
1: Where are we? Uh,
0: we're we' we're everywhere
1: um and everywhere? So, <laughs> what? We're, everywhere? we're here
0: there and everywhere
1: i have to be anson, careful where I, where I end up here i really got to be <laughs> careful i have enemies okay I can't, you know, please don't put me on YouTube. It's a problem.
0: Really? No. No, don't say that because I'm trying to do it, but you know what? I don't I'm know kidding. if it works.
1: I'm, <laughs> good at acting.
0: I'm, I'm trying to put us everywhere, but I don't think the other platforms are working. I, I don't think I did this right. Well, okay. I'm, I'm doing my best. What can I wait, tell wait, you? You're
1: on Facebook now?
0: We are on Facebook.
1: Right, it's been a nice interview, thanks.
0: Just um, kidding. You know- <laughs> I don't know if we're anywhere else that we're supposed to be. I'm oh, trying what's to-
1: the, What's the word now they have for it? Mega, me, mega maniac? Meta. maniac? meta, meta, meta. oh, meta, we're meta?
0: Well, hopefully we're meta. Um,
1: we're meta. Is that a, hopefully hopefully that we're- that Greek, <laughs> Egyptian, what the hell is it? I don't know what it is. Um, I'm a meta. Medicare, so... what? A or <laughs> B or C, what? Meta. Uh,
0: okay. I, wonder if had,
1: I wonder if they had large subject groups getting that name you know what i mean i'm going to be spent like a couple of million bucks you know figuring out the exact name and there the- i think i, I also meta meta that's <laughs> it meta everything you know that's the best word in the world Anson,
0: Anson, yes. it wor- we are live on linkedin right now it worked for that
1: You're live on that- linkedin
0: we're live on LinkedIn. In addition, oh God, to Facebook. that means
1: Zuckerberg could have seen that. I'm dead. Okay,
0: so now I want to see if we're actually live on on um, on YouTube. We might be live on YouTube right now too.
1: No, I told you. Yeah, I'm, this
0: might this might actually work.
1: I am, there's a contract out on me from you on
0: YouTube.
1: It just now, I got to be careful.
0: Um, I think we are
1: I, the violent channel.
0: We are. We. are. We are also live on YouTube right now. I don't know if anybody's going to watch but we are. Oh wow. Wow. So okay, so this shit is working. What I uh, Okay, so let's forget all that now and let's just
1: be here. You no know scared the hell out of me. Just forget <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> I don't know how to change the title to say that I'm that you're with me which I would really, I'm going to do that.
1: No one knows um, I'm here?
0: Good. Well no, every they know every they know everywhere else but I don't know uh Oh,
1: that's good. Just if on, on, put it, on, you know, on, Jones. Okay. Let's put it on there, you know.
0: Uh, I'm putting it on, I'm putting the your name on, uh, on YouTube because that's going to be better.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All it's, right. It's gonna be so huge.
0: It's gonna that's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be huge. All right. So we're live on these platforms. So it worked. And I did this. Anson, I tried this something new today
1: because of you. I'm very proud of you and it works. It trust. Well, and we'll it's see you be new beginning for this is a new beginning for you. Seriously, it, you know what now you have be able to take it, it's kind of working now you're going to perfect it, because knowing you you're going to figure out how to promote on each one, how to cross over all that kind of stuff. Good for you. Vic. Well,
0: I'm telling you Anson you are you are my role model my mentor you are the reason that I become willing to try things because you've encouraged me to to do this. And to, did I lose you? No, there you are. Um,
1: Hi. No, I'm here. You didn't lose me.
0: (laughs) You've encouraged me to go beyond my comfort zone. And nothing's going to change if I'm not willing to change. You've taught me that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's because of you, I changed the name of the show from The Road Taken to Game Changers, because that was a better name. Mm -hmm. Um, It's because of you, I've tried a lot of things. So, were you always bold and brave? Where what, what, did you get your fierce willingness from, do you think?
1: Um, it's funny because growing up, uh, I was actually in an environment that made me insecure. You know, everyone has their problems growing up. Right. I was actually, like I was never good enough for anything. That was, that was the basic uh, daily uh, environment I was in. But somewhere deep inside, I don't know, there was, early on, I just, I, I, I I almost, it's almost like I I connected with myself, it was almost like hands were pushing me in directions. And when I left the house at 18 years old, to go into entertainment, which Mm -hmm. is, I I had better chance to win the $3 billion lottery. I mean, just a kid walking out the door at 18 and not knowing anything had a little music background or something, but literally clueless. Wow. Um, And um, three years later, not that we were rich at all. I mean, we were actually lower middle-class, but three years later, I was making more than my dad.
0: So I'm literally
1: standing in lines. But it was all all feelings. I knew it. I just knew it. It pushed me. And um, like even um, Thomas Jefferson you know, the, the three words, you know, you could every self help book, right? Only three words, I how about how about if I told you, I can change your life, I can give you the greatest self help book in three words. Go ahead. Yeah. Did you buy it? Because Thomas Jefferson pretty much invented it too. It, there's there's three words, three words, three words that will make your life or break your life. And it's and, and we really don't have to talk anymore about how to how to get happier, you know. How to find yourself. How to find your direction. Three words. Go ahead. Cause and effect.
0: I'm writing it down, Anson.
1: Cause and effect. Every word you say, every thought you think, every step you take, every food you eat, has an effect. It's the cause Absolutely. and the effect. And even Thomas Thomas Jefferson said, you know. Everyone's looking for God. They're looking for God. They're looking. And he said, he basically said, you know, it's right here. He said, good and bad. You're right. It's right here. If you listen, he said, if you put your finger in a fire, ooh, what's the effect? You're not going to do it again. Right. If you're unhappy and you keep doing the same stupid habits every day, same thoughts every day, always taking into the same place. It's like a bad effect. Change it. Change the cause, for Christ's sakes.
0: Wow. And that's,
1: that's the whole, that's everything. What you say, what you think, what you eat, how you drive, blah, blah, blah. Everything. Aware of your actions. Aware of your thoughts. Aware of your body. Aware of responsibility. Aware of drinking too much. Aware of smoking too much. Aware of, aware of exercising correctly. Aware of, I'm so happy because I'm balanced. I'm going to keep doing that because I feel great. You know, I, God, I'm not going anywhere. Why do, why, why am I, why do I keep getting these asshole relationships? Why do I keep, why can't I lose weight? Why can't I make it in my business? Why can, why, why, why? There's a reason and there's a cause. And I love that. and it's the effect. That's it. I mean, if you look at uh, even, what's her name? Um, who did uh, book of miracles and all that. Uh, Marianne
0: Williamson, yeah, course of miracles. All same,
1: it all comes from the same book, Ernest Holmes. Right. The, the mind, mm-hmm. you know, spiritual thinking. It all comes from there. In fact, uh, Norm Vincent Peel, who really is a wonderful positive thinking minister, who you know, he wrote the Power of Positive Thinking. Right. And he think in the in the in the, in the at the front of the book, you'll see, thank you to my friend Ernest Holmes, because. Ernest Holmes' book changed his life and gave him the inspiration and the power to write the Power of Positive Thinking. And to this day, nothing's changed. And the problem is, but we're, we're no one's. We're not getting enough motivation to look inside ourselves. It's become an outside world, Vicky. Everything's outside. Soundbite society. Oh, what's it say on Twitter? Oh, what's it say here? What's and no you know no one's taking a seed and planting in the dirt and watering it you know everything right. everything surface everyone's living an icing life no cake just moment to, moment to moment to moment to moment and they're losing they don't know who the hell they are they don't know where right. they're supposed to be. they don't know what to be they don't they know they don't fit what they think they should fit but right. that's who you are step back learn to meditate Start really thinking about what you're saying, really thinking about what you're thinking, the words that are coming out, feeling a bad thought about somebody, you're going to get the effect of that. And you know, and I tell you one thing, your mind, man, you start thinking negative stuff. Yeah, I know. Fact, man, your body chemistry goes, you can feel it. You can feel it affecting your health. Absolutely. And that's when they say heal, heal thyself, you can you can because you think correctly, your endorphins go up, your immune system goes up, everything goes up. This is not corny stuff; it's scientific. How you think, then, and then, and then, and, and how you eat, and how you, and how do, you, and and uh, being moderate in certain situations, and not, you know, not going into situations. And a lot of times, people do this stuff. They kind of want to get hurt. They kind of want to like feel that pain because then they have, then that's a the psychologist time. They don't deserve. They don't deserve to be happy. That's the other thing. People really feel like, deep down, I'm, I don't deserve to be happy. I just don't deserve. So subconsciously, So right. I'm going to do everything myself, not happy. And then what, what you have to do is you have to you really need professional help. You get in there, you straighten yourself out, and then once you once you understand who you are, why you're thinking, why you're where you are, you now be very very conscious of your actions. Every action. <laughs> But
0: Anson you did this very organically this is not something I mean you did this as a kid you took this on w- were your parents now I, I believe I know the answer to this were your parents supportive did they put you on a positive track no do you come
1: on I mean, a negative track okay no, so how did you know to well, well that's but I, I, I was a mixture of, of like happy and awful feeling. <laughs> No, because I mean, as far as it's funny as far as career and entrepreneurialism and all that kind of just was a natural cause and effect I just was a natural place to be life I made a lot of mistakes, it took me years to understand what i'm talking about. You know, it took me years to understand what cause and effect is how it affects not getting involved with outside influence. That are just people trying to use you to manipulate you. I mean, this is what everybodys you just everyone. It's all money and this. Everyone wants something from you, and everyone tells you who you aren't. Because if you knew who you are, you wouldn't spend as much money. You, oh, you need this cream, or you're going to. Oh, you need this thing. Everyone's looking for the magic bullet. Everyone's looking for the magic uh, energy thing. Everyone's looking for the magic workout. There is none. Zero. There's no magic. There's no magic. There is being sane and, and with clarity and under you know and and stopping and facing yourself. When you start facing yourself, and you go ooh, and you and you start realizing the effect it has on your body and your brain by bad thinking and bad eating and whatever. Then you then you change, and that's when you want to surround yourself with good people. You want to surround yourself with friends and members of family that make you feel better about yourself, not worse than yourself. So I'm so, rambling on. No,
0: here. you're not really rambling. It's all good, but I'm curious because you seem to have this naturally. Okay, yes, you were a combination of the, of the positive and the negative, but you adapted, you took to the positive and you ran with it as a kid.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Was that instinctual? What, what, what was that?
1: Yes, it was, even today, Vicki, you know, I never made it as big as in terms of show business—George Clooney or Tom Hanks or any of that, right? But i have lived—I've gotten high enough, I've lived enough, met enough people, had enough of the experiences you that, that are total fantasy, growing up. Absolutely. And, and uh, I just—I I just, I, I just knew, you know, this is just ice thing, and it made me want. I remember my 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 safe place growing up was this little tree we had in the backyard. I climbed that tree, and if I got high in the tree, it just, I just calmed me down, you know? And I I gotta get back to climbing the tree. I gotta get back to, and not worrying about the Emmys or the the Golden Globes. I I gotta get back to climbing the tree. I gotta get back to being me, you know? And I just know it, and when I tell people today, I I mean, I just, maybe I'm here to preach that. Maybe that's because I, when I, I wrote a poem, I was 18, I'll tell you how low I was. I remember these lines. I felt like an empty well and knew the meaning of hell. Wow. I wrote that at 18. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Anson, what is it that pulls you back? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, What is it that pulls you because you don't stay in that place? I know you I know your story. And it is filled with one brave, bold, daring success after another. So when you're in that dark place, how did you pull yourself out of it? How did you know to pull yourself out of it?
1: Well, I, it, was, it wasn't just me to pull myself out of the dark place. I always had the entrepreneurial spirit. That's one cause and effect. Mm-hmm. These it's another one to have a happy life. That's a, whole, that's a whole other, you know, that's great. I was doing great there, but not so great with the happy part. So um, and you, and you get you get I mean I had a good therapist and talking through and understanding and, and gaining confidence and that that who I am is okay and you know, who I am counts I count and and it gave, gave me a tremendous amount of humility and and giving before taking I think it's the other thing in life which which I think people will learn from be a giver not a taker
0: Okay, where did you learn that lesson, Anson? Were your parents that way? Because you are so much that. Yeah. That that is the credo you live by. Where did you learn that?
1: Life, just life, just for me. When I did something right, I get, it felt fantastic. It was just a, I want. I want. I want to. I want. I want to feel this all the time. And you know, when you're when you're a giver, what you get what you get back is abundance. You know, and it's not just giving money. It's just, it's like literally little, the littlest thing, the littlest thing, a pre, like someone is, everybody's is as important as you, no matter who it is, give them a hundred percent, whether whether it's, it's someone on the street or a Starbucks worker, or a, a, you know, a, you know a, a city worker, whatever. And if they could take the time to look in their eyes, just take the moment to go, Hey, hi, hi you count, I see you, you know, you're 100% in my life right now. If it's 10 seconds. And- you know, I've,
0: I've made you retell this story before. But there was a great you, you had a car accident a few years ago, and um, a kid hit you. Do you remember that story?
1: Where the kid hit me? A kid
0: hit you, and he was very nervous, and he gave you his license and registration. Oh yes, yes. Can you tell that story? Because that's a great example of what you
1: do. Uh, you know, I, it's the only. T- I think it's the only time I've ever told that story. Because I <laughs> and you remember that I was. I went. Oh, I've got someone. What's what? Oh my gosh! Because to me, it was like a thing. You know, it's, it's huge happening in a day. You no, know, we're going along. I'm going along on the freeway, and. uh all of a sudden, uh, I'm stopping and another guy, the guy be- behind me didn't stop. Probably hit me about five miles an hour, but good jolt. Right? And I get out, and it's this young kid. I mean, pro- probably 18, 19, you know, a younger kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, tattoos and stuff. And, and he came out and he was I, don't, I can't even, he was just so nervous and and scared and you know, and 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 oh my dad, don't the insurance and, and, and I, I I dude, I dude, I looked down, I didn't mean it. And you know, I'm looking, and I, I so I went back. There's like a little just a little thing, right? And probably I'm thinking most people would oh, I'll take advantage of this, right? But I saw this kid, and all I, I and I just said, you know, I said, I've done that when I was wow. I did done that when I was a kid. I've done it. Wow. And I said, forget, I said, just it's fine. You got to promise me one thing. If, if you ever, if, if anyone does it to you, you give them a break. That's a marker. Wow. And he looked at me almost, he was like, he was like, it, it hit me hard because really he's this kind of guy. Hey, man, whoa, you know. And it was like, I will. I, and I do think it stuck with him. I wow. really think stuck with him. Yeah. And, uh, I think it might have actually cha- changed changed him just a little bit, just a little bit of kindness or a little bit of not taking advantage or a little bit of, I could feel in him, I could feel in him a, a, hum- a, a humanist. I didn't feel at the beginning. I just felt wow. connection of like humanity.
0: And, and I think it, gratitude pushes us towards goodness. You know, when we're grateful, it, I think, the cause and effect is that we are better people right if we have gratitude for something someone's done for us the effect is that we're kinder to others right you know
1: well it's totally i think i told you the other story when i was a uh, god 17 years maybe 18 years old six 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 no before 18 16 years old um 17 years old um i was driving Car and there was and I got a flat, Mm -hmm. and um, and um, I didn't have a spare. And you know, you know my book about Willie Turner. Yes,
0: tell the story. Yeah. Well, this
1: well no, but this was another African American. And I'm there, and I have this, and I, 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 it's like, I don't have a jack, I don't have a spare, I'm like sitting there. And this guy wow. comes up, I'll never forget, it was an old falcon, with uh-huh. like almost like, a, almost like a truck, but it wasn't a truck, with the open back. Right. Guy, and this guy comes out, and he looked like, scary, big African American guy, and he could tell, but he was dirty because of his job, right? And he goes, comes up, what's, go- what's-? and he goes, what's wrong? I tell him. He goes, oh, I got to, takes the jack, jacks it up. Takes takes me to a gas station, wow. waits for me, gets it fixed, comes back, puts it on, and he says, "I uh, says what can he goes, he goes, he goes, you know." He says, "I believe in no, I believe in God, I believe in God, and and you know, so we should do for each other, son. So we we should do. How, then, how
0: when when in life did this happen to you, Anson?
1: About seventeen years old.
0: Do you think After that this Willis, that this do you think that this hundred lesson- Yes. I, I mean,
1: through the years now, you're a television star. You're this bullshit. You're that bullshit. You know, you, you're successful in business, and, and Those are the those are the stories, and those are like up front, you know, all the celebrities and the glamour and all that bullshit. It's way back here, but those people, the people that really counted in your life that gave of themselves before taking. And when you're very vulnerable, that's what's in the front of your head. That's what sticks with you.
0: And it's what you always do in life. It's what I've what I've always seen you do. And you've been so generous with me uh, through the years, taking my calls and thinking things through and helping me. Um, I, and that's, before we came on the air, I said to you, Anson, how can we, I wanna take this time with you for you to help people out there. You know, I ask people if they have questions for you and everybody's got happy days questions. And I promise I'll get to the happy days questions, but life questions with Anson are more important to me because you have so much wisdom and you have great instincts and, and kindness and generosity. So Anson, if you're gonna to speak to people out there, a lot of us have gotten stuck in quicksand during this pandemic. And oh, yeah. you, by the way, I have to say congratulations because just today another huge accolade for you, and I'm so happy for you. Viral vignettes, you won the director's award. the 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 um, It won um, uh, best narrative feature. It won the best ensemble cast. I mean, wow! Plus, you and Donnie won the best acting duo for um, Heart, wait, I know, I saw it. I actually saw it. Wait, what is it called? It's called Heart. It's called uh, Harvest Time yeah. and you were great and you directed it as well. You've yeah. had all, I, I don't know how you've done all this in the pandemic, but you've continued to move forward in the pandemic. What, was this true for you even at the beginning when it started? Like how, how has how have you done all this work in the pandemic?
1: Uh, well first of all the var vignettes was all through zoom so it was it was invented for the pandemic right and then harvest time we had most of it done actually before the pandemic and then, you know we're getting we're piecemealing money so we were doing most of the posts during the pandemic so we weren't so you know it wasn't such a, a dangerous thing to do
0: right. um,
1: but even so, but even during the pandemic um, I'll tell you, I've, I'm very lucky by living in, in Ohio. and- How having, so? Well, there were like open trails to, to, to hike in the mountains, you know, and I also have a, 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 you know, a wonderful lady who's like really been instrumental in keeping me, keeping, it was pretty much kept me sane, but no, but no, not sane, but just added a lot of joy. You know, Absolutely. it's nice to be with someone you like being with. It really helps.
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> when you're in, in close. But at least here we could get out and go hiking. with the You know, and it was, yeah, but it, it was alone. But it was great. It was great. It was, I wasn't alone. I was with fields and nature. I was with trees. I was with my dogs. I, was, I wasn't I alone. I was with, her. you know, I was in, I was in actually where everyone should be for a while. I was with me. You know, yeah. and I was in and, and, and the natural law of the world. And I, I was very fortunate because, you know, I, most folks, you know, you're in apartments, you're in the city, and we're just very lucky to be here in Ohio, where, where that opportunity is kind of outside your door. So, uh, but so, I, so I, I, uh, I, I just, I use opportunity, but, but like I said before, no matter where you are. Uh, the other thing is in terms of the pandemic, Mm-hmm. And and I always think this way. I've never been one to see what I don't have. I've always been one to see what I have. Wow! Very easy to see what you don't have.
0: Absolutely.
1: But 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 there, but you do have something, and if you just switch your head, it's amazing what you accomplish. It's amazing how much happier you can be. It's amazing how much opportunity. Got a great story. This and, <clears throat> and it, it happened at the Smokehouse Restaurant in Burbank, California. Kind of a famous place. In high school, um, I was trying to get a, a part-time job there, as as a bus boy, anything, you know, going to high school, and and I didn't get the job, but there was a dishwasher there, a dishwasher mm-hmm. guy, and I and and I guess I guess I never met him, but I guess pretty entrepreneurial, mm-hmm. but a dishwasher. What could you possibly gain by washing dishes? You want to talk about um, not seeing what you have? right soap suds and dishes and this and like no no way out right right i did this guy he goes you know this this whatever the soap they use for the dishes less spots he said i think i have a better idea for soap he created a soap to wash dishes he brought it in they were so impressed and they liked him so much they didn't screw him they helped him and brought in other people to help. Became a millionaire. Became a millionaire with his with with his with his products at the time. As a dishwasher at a restaurant, he found opportunity. And damn it, if you can be a dishwasher and find opportunity, ninety nine percent of America has more opportunity in front of their face.
0: Wow. Anderson. There's another.
1: And the other, even during um, those hard. You remember the hard economic times quite a few years ago. Pretty still, everyone's going oh one woman, um, and, and, and the government actually allowed you to start baking in your house and sell and sell it. Uh, small business, right? She was she went everyone for years, her thing, you know, she made a lemon cake, made a lemon cake. All of a sudden, you know, you she needed three, four, five hundred more dollars a month, what she started making lemon cakes out of became didn't even realize she's an entrepreneur and started fixing all her problems because through were lemon cakes. Wow. All I'm saying is, and that's me. I always look for what I have, not what I don't have. And folks, that's the main thing. Look what you have, not what you don't have. And we've had long talks about that, Vicky. We have. You'll call, we, so- me, you'll call me and bitch, 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 bitch. I'm going, <laughs> but you got so much going for you. Yeah, but I'm not going to, but you got so much going for you. It's right in front of you. It's right in front of you.
0: But Anson, because of you, and you are always in my head, as I was telling you earlier, because of you, this week, I tried two things. I tried moving my show to my professional page. That didn't work. Today, we're streaming live from a new platform, which has us right now live on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook, all at the same time. Now, those other platforms are not really finding us yet, but they will. But I only tried that in truth, because you've given me the courage to, you've taught me to look for those for look to look for those opportunities to not just accept what's happening to me yeah. and to seek solution. Yeah.
1: So I, I didn't I didn't teach you anything. I just I just inspired you to follow your instincts.
0: Um Tony's asking is that Mrs. Grace Mrs. Grace's cakes is that the lemon cake lady
1: no 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 become that big Ah, She was able to, she was able to make enough money through her small business. All
0: right, there you go. So Anson in, in, since the pandemic, I know these other, these, the viral vignettes happened because it was a zoom thing and harvest time you had already been working on, but I know you're working on a lot of other things. You're working on a number of other projects as well. And I don't, I don't know if you can talk about them, but what's your daily routine? Do you have a daily routine?
1: no. Well, I have, well, you know, just, you know, basic responsibilities with the dogs and this and that. But as Mm -hmm. far as routine, well, it's never been a daily routine in the entrepreneurial or entertainment business. It becomes a daily routine for a while, then it changes to another routine, because everything's changing all the time. See, that's one thing I've been lucky about through entertainment and through the product business. It just switches up all the time. So you're constantly moving down different roads, which is fascinating. I mean, and it's and and people go, "Oh my God, that's scary!" I go, "No, man, it's challenging. That's us. It's challenging." And you know what? One thing I've learned, because I've lost, trust me, boy, I've got a PhD in business from losing. (laughs) Oh, big time! But but you know, it got you know, but it gave me a, a PhD in business because I learned so much, and I wouldn't have had the opportunity somewhere else if I hadn't gone through that. So it
0: takes the failures.
1: You bet. Failure is great. And it's not failure. It's not failure. It's education.
0: Ooh, I like that. Oh, I'm writing that. Not failure. I'm writing. I'm taking notes. I could listen to this again. We're on video. Um, But I'm taking notes because I love it. And speaking of which, so Anton's product alert drops have kind of changed the game in that this really works. I've used this to stay awake when I've been driving. And I know there are airlines, ste- uh, flight attendants and pilots and truck drivers that stay awake and save lives because of your product. Were there, did it not work first? Did you have to try, did you have to make more than one attempt to get this
1: happening? Oh, yeah. And again, and again, that product came out of a series of, um, who knew? Um, yeah, decades ago, I was directing a show and um, it was an exhausting day on, on location, hot. Well, and, and driving home, I blacked out. I mean, it's very oh interesting. My God. You know it reminds me of? It me of, if anyone's ever gone, had to go through an operation with propofol or anything like that. Yes. That, uh-huh. you know you, you're in there, all of a sudden it just goes, like almost like a black curtain it goes zoom, you're done. Right. That's what it was like. It was like a black curtain boom, and then boop. I was up again, maybe three seconds, but enough for me to almost kill myself and someone else. Wow. And I was dead asleep. And my, my, he's actually my second cousin, but I've called him uncle since I was born is Dr. Heimlich who invented the Heimlich maneuver. So crazy. And um, well, there's a whole other story about that because Happy Days, Happy Days has been more than a show. It's saved millions of lives. Um, but, um,
0: we're gonna to get to that story because then we're gonna to go to the happy day's questions that everybody has. We'll segue to that one,
1: okay, okay. but anyway, uh, and I call hank I call him Hank, and he he goes, Anson, and by the way, henry is Hank very savvy how the body works with the body. In fact, his wife um was Jane Murray, arthur Murray's twin one of Arthur Murray's twin daughters. She wrote huh. the book, which your doctor doesn't tell you. She was a pioneer for alternative medicine. Wow, he actually. Was very inspiring to henry dr heimlich to look further than just western medicine that there's other ways so anyway uh he, he so henry said hey listen keep cut up lemons with you mm-hmm. he said he said he said when sour lemon citric acid hits the top of the tongue uh, hits part of the trigeminal the lingual nerve right and and it has a reflex uh action He's no different than when you go to the doctor and they're testing your reflexes," he said. "There's sensory reflex connection with tongue and brain," he said. The, 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 "He said the action is adrenaline, when it hits, it's, it's like you, adre- automatic adrenaline in your whole body. Boom, nothing in your system, your body waking your body." Uh huh. So I did that for years. I'd have cut up lemons, and if I ever was exhausted, boy, boom. I mean, literally, boom, clear. Wow. So um, years later. I, you know, I, I went into the product business, creating um, um, problem solving products. I love that. I just love creating that it's as much as entertainment. And at the time, I saw how catastrophic drowsy driving was. It's sec, sec, um, second to guns. More deaths, more tragedies, the medicated wow. driving combined. And no one talks about it. So I thought, wow, I so I have this idea. And I called Hank, I said, Hey, what if we did a spray drop? Right amount of citric acid, sour lemon water, bit of preservative for shelf life, and just spray it right there on the top of your tongue, right there. He, he got he went he, he got so excited. He said, "Oh my god!" He said it'll be stronger than a lemon. It's a direct hit. He says you will save more lives than the Heimlich maneuver. More people are exhausted than choking. Then he said, "Wow!" By the way, it's more than jazzy driving. It's exhaustion in America, at work. You know, tired mothers, whatever, wherever you need to have clarity, not just driving, but anytime you're exhausted and right. you don't want to make a mistake, you know, medical, you know, medical jobs, you know, um, you know blue collar jobs, every, you, you, you don't want to make, you don't want to like get so exhausted that your clarity's gone. So I, he liked, so he helped me develop, um, alert drops. And it just took a lot, it took a little while to get the right balance. Uh huh. The is sour lemon. So it wasn't too little, but wasn't too much, but yeah. And then, so, but basically it's a high powered lemon. That's what it is. And I tell people, Hey, if you don't want to buy alert drops, and we, we made it very reasonable. It's le- a month, a month, usually one, one of those sprays lasts at least a month and it's less than two Starbucks. Right. And um, so.
0: Um, <laughs> That's a good way of I thinking tell, of it.
1: But I tell people too, I say, um, Hey, my, my main concern is, is like saving unnecessary tragedies. Have some cut up lemons if you're at a job. Um, you can't believe the number of hospital cases for college students staying up all night for finals. Sure. Drinking too much caffeine and all this crap. And, and uh, they're going to the hospital. They're overdosing. Alert drops. Wow. It doesn't affect. The other thing is caffeine takes 20 minutes to work and you need too much of it. It affects your sleep pattern. You know, it, it really screws it really screws right. you up, alert jock, you're up, but it doesn't affect your sleep pattern. You know, it keeps you up, but you go, you, when you go to bed, you go to bed and there's nothing, there's nothing bad in your system. So, um, so
0: Anson, so with this product, you obviously didn't go from idea to success to to being <laughs> on TV. No. So would tell us like a misstep or something that went wrong that you had to correct and tell us how you stayed in solution and you self-corrected cuz that's really helpful.
1: Well, it, it's it's still in process believe it or not even after these years but one thing was we got the wrong sprayers. Uh-huh. And they were breaking. People so all of a sudden you're you're sending back you don't want that kind of, you know. You gave me new ones. Right. You don't That's
0: right. Ah! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow i'm awake now okay yeah, yeah.
1: but um oh. but so anyway we had to let everyone's you know pay back you know refund them this and this and this and took over and then it's very easy to go oh my god or if you believe in it you make it work got the new sprayers got this all of a sudden um some um congress people liked it and all this all of a sudden we get uh, honored by the united states congress for the product Wow, we get honored by the California State Senate, State Senate. We get honored by Los Angeles Fire Department, Police Departments. This, that, everywhere. If people go to AlertJobs.com, they can read all about it. They can read the story. They can. And by the way, the science—it's old science. It's like fifty-year-old science. It's—it's it, it, it's nothing. We just made a better scooter. We didn't make it up. But Dr. Heimlich knew about it. Knows knew, knew how the body works with that. So it's just, uh, it's old science. We just made it, we just made it so you don't have to cut up a lemon, you know, and slosh around in your car. I mean, so we made it easy and simple and, you know, and, and, and it feels good because it, it, it has prevented a lot of unnecessary tragedies, you know? And it's this world right now Vic, is so nuts. It's so crazy. Boy, if, if there's things you can't control and not have tragedy, you know, I, want, I, I, I really want to embrace that.
0: I love that answer. And so, okay, so you don't have a schedule. how how do you stay productive? how do you how do you get yourself from getting stuck in the in the quicksand of the pandemic? How do you keep yourself moving forward through this? It's, oh, it's two years
1: now. Yeah, so then I thought, well, yeah, I thought, well, what can I do? So I'm looking around well, you can't film anything, really, but then um, I've been fascinated. I'm giving, actually, giving people, uh, actually, for you too. Good. And your friends. Um, everything now in show business, entertainment is IPs, 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 mm-hmm. intellectual properties. Meaning everybody, networks—they want something where there's already already 10 million people attached that everyone right. knows about. You know, right. I don't want—they don't have to figure out how to promote it. You know, right. that's, that's why you see all the reboots, you know, and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And IPs, IPs. Well, to get it, well, IPs, well, it's very hard to get the rights to this show or that show or this, like, they're very expensive to get through. And then, so, so, so I'm looking through the, I, I'm looking through the internet, you know, me, Vic, <laughs> and I'm going, and I'm saying certain, certain things where I'm going, something that's constant, it's just constant but there's no home for it. There's no home for it yet. It's kind of sporadic, it's all over, but it's the same theme over and over again. And I'm going 200 million views, 50 million views, a small one's 2 million views, 1 million. And I'm looking at this going, and I'm looking at this going, wow, this is a show. Not, no, and actually it's not even a show. I'm thinking, screw the show. I want a huge website. You know, along with everything with it, with big app platforms, because there's going to be millions of people coming to see this site because it's an I, they know, the title the title was all over the place. Same title. Probably a billion, probably a billion views.
0: Okay, I know you can't tell us what it is. Can Let you give us... You what,
1: I'll tell you what happened. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm looking through this. Um, probably a billion views, maybe more.
0: Oh, wow.
1: I mean and everyone's do everyone's doing it. Every it's not like it's it's the same thing. And I go, well, well, it's not trademarkable because it's like kind of pump but guess and you know what I did? I went on GoDaddy and I went didi I got the URL for $12. The whole enchilada. The whole thing for $12. $12. So now I'm working on Bringing all that to one place,
0: <laughs> and you can do that without getting rights from the other sites. You can just bring all that information onto your and site. I can't
1: bring their materials, but I can. I can. I can. I can. I can do my own. I can do my own <laughs> thing. Owning the entire URL, it all comes to me. Everything comes to me, and what that does, and and, and it turns into. Also, it turns into um, a huge ad platform. All of a sudden. You get 10, 20, 30 million people. You know what that is for advertisers? Wow. And guess what? It's an IP. it's an IP that I now own that costs $12. Wow. I will tell you something else. There's another another one I did. There, I won't even get it. It's 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 something everybody knows in one category. Everybody knows in one category it's been on the air for 32 years and, and yet it's so easy, it's, but it's like so easy to go into one one other one little other category it's like it's like it's like such an easy easy combination that that it's like if 32 if it, this was on goes on for 32 years this is going to go on for 32 years but again I'm going but then but it becomes a contest It becomes this becomes that and I'm looking like I'm, I'm thinking if this is so obvious, this is such an IP, and so obvious of what um, people will want to see. I'm going this is like, and I go I went to GoDaddy daddy $12. I'm now in okay, the process. Not, okay, the so process. you're not,
0: you can't tell us what they are. And I kind of I know at least one of them. Can you give us an example that's not yours of what something like that might be so people can put their hang their hat on it and understand?
1: No one's done it. <laughs> I'm the first. Wow. <laughs> to think like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And let me tell you that one, you got one. I got so many people coming. <laughs> wow. It's going to be wonderful. And Is- it's going to be around, it's going to be around. 50 years after I die. And that's the other thing. Because now, see, once you have it, what you want you want a huge web presence and a lot of really, you know, take TikTok, right? Or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. Huge web presence. Big, big ad platform where it's just just it's a money stream because of, you know, views and all that. And then when the then when you want to sell it to television or whatever, or they want it. They lease it. You, otherwise, you, the network owns everything. This way, they own nothing. They're leasing. But you're
0: not. You're not putting creative content on there, are you? Yes. You are.
1: Oh yes, major creative content. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. that's part of it.
0: Okay.
1: No, it's it's a whole. It's it's like it's it's everything. People are gonna go do to, to get in there because. You, you, you could win $10,000 that week or $100,000 as the best one.
0: Wow. And so, wow, this is really hard to, to, to I'm, I'm having a hard time trying to explain. You told me a long time ago, I didn't know where to put get my columns on. I remember I was running into walls having getting published. And you said, pave your own highway, make your own highway. Right. and that that's the way to go. Yep. So this is kind of that, right? You're paving your own highway.
1: I'm paving my highway. But I found something valuable every everybody missed. Wow. Did that's you happen
0: cool. upon it?
1: Well, uh, uh yeah, uh, yeah, I would say, because uh, one of them, I was a fan. I was actually a fan. I'd look at these videos. I would look at these videos and go, oh, and I'm, and I'm sitting there going, oh, that'd be a great TV show. Oh man, that'd be really good. Oh, and I, oh, but, and I'm going, God, but you need the title. You need, and I went I go, down, boom, what the hell? Avail, a, a billion hits and no one's, no one's got this URL? Not a hard sell. This is not a hard sell. Then I thought it was going to be a television show. Uh-huh. And I thought, why? Why? It's more valuable. It's on the internet. It's much more valuable and much more pliable and much more control. And then if you do want to do a television show, which is which will be secondary to which you can make, you know, on, on, on a popular web website like that. Yeah.
0: So prior to this website thing, you had a big success, you had big success on QBC with yeah. kind of the same sort of thinking. It sounds like um, find what people want and give it to them. Well, what was your success on QVC? I know you had a diet thing.
1: Oh, we had about 50 products. We're on for 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Um, Gosh, it also, well, I've always, always had a a feel for um, products and how to market them and sell them just as even as a kid.
0: Okay, you have to tell the story now of that, the very first thing you sold, your dad's stuff.
1: Oh, God. Nine years old, I think. And my father, so um, so my father, he was very charismatic, creative and all that, but he wasn't a closer. He said, I'm mm-hmm. not, a, he couldn't close. So he never mm-hmm. made any money. He, had to go, he, he just couldn't close the deal, right? So I guess in college or whenever he, he wrote, he created this cartoon stationery. In little packets, and it was, and he couldn't sell them, so they were in the garage for like I don't know, eighty-two years. I'm nine years old. I found it. He came home one day, and I go here, Dad. What? I sold them all out in the neighborhood. Oh my God! He says, "You what? I sold. I mean, there was probably you know I don't know, but I sold them out. Did I tell you? Uh, did I ever tell you how I got a date with this?" When I was fourteen, no. Oh, um, there at the there was a thing called the um, um, the um, was the Starlight Burbank Opera, something like that. Anyway, huh? it, was mu- it was music at the at the star at the uh, Bur- Starlight Bowl in Burbank. Right. In the summer, they would have these musicals, right? And they'd bring in kind of a so-called star. Uh huh. These musicals. And, and I went up there and saw Brigadoon, right? You want to talk, here, here's what, this is crazy. I will show you a number in the world, a kid with pimples. Like, <laughs> you know, just up there going, uh, and I'm, I'm watching the show and I'm, I go, oh, I'm in love. What? That girl, yeah, there's one of the, course- <laughs> oh my God, now I'm, now I'm 180 feet away, right? right oh my, god. oh my god and my friend jeff shredders with me and he goes and he goes he goes oh yeah and i and go oh my god because ants you're never gonna need a Geez, dude <laughs> I go, yeah. so i get home and i get and, and it was like summer and boiling hot mm-hmm. and i went and i read in the valley green sheet they were that they were going to close down the show before the end and they were going to and the Burbank, Burbank, Civil, Burbank Civic Light Opera. They were gonna go down, they, they were, it was a you know, non-profit thing and they were gonna fold it. And I called, I said, I got it, I got it. You go, what? I said, just so I'm not lying, you go with, I'm gonna go door to door. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna ask people to, to um, it's it so wonderful. They got to go see the show. I'm just this kid. We can't let this go. We need the Burbank Civic Opera. I think I went to six houses, uh-huh. and I was, I was really schvitzing by then. <laughs> I, and then I and then I ran, and Jeff and I ran back to his house. I go now. We looked at the the the, the, la- the lady who wrote the article. Like it's going to go down. Yeah. I said, call the Valley Green Sheet. Ask for her. Say this kid just came to your house. <laughs> This oh kid came to the house, you know, and and um, you know, and he said, "Oh my!" God. He goes, "I was so he's trying, I was so moved." This kid, and, and she goes, he calls her up. She goes, "What's his number?" Right? We now he's two doors over for me. Run right down to my house, right? Ring, ring. Hello? Oh, he, oh yeah, I was up there, and the, we can't lose the Civic Light Opera, and da 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 da. My whole thing was, I'm gonna, if she, I'm gonna meet this chick this way. So she, she, no, so she goes, oh my God, that's great. A few days later, not the banner headline, but the the B banner on the front page. Boy walks for Brigadoon. (laughs) I am not on my kids' heads, man. Oh God. They sell out the rest of the show. The Burbank Civil Right Opera is saved. I get invited. I get invited to the last performance and, and, the, and the cast party. <gasps> <laughs> I go there with Jeff. Remember, we're numbers in the world. We're numbers in the audience, just numbers. Oh my God. I'm called on stage. Jeff comes up with, he goes to the wings.
0: <laughs>
1: and now I'm wearing my Burbank High School jacket. And they're like giving me accolades in front. Jeff's in the corner going like this. Wow. <laughs> anyway. And I get to go to the party that night.
0: Um, I, of course, that woman and, and
1: that lady was awful.
0: She oh. had to be 30
1: years old, not in my, so it was like, but, but I say, I saved the civic light up. Wow, that's crazy. Answer,
0: that, that's crazy.
1: But but that's me. That's what I'm saying is it's crazy stuff, crazy stuff. You just, you know, it helped, it helped everybody, you know?
0: So, okay, so you don't have a routine, but I'm trying to get back to how we can help people, how you can help people. So you don't have a routine, you don't get up and say, okay, I'm going to work three hours, and then I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. How are you, how, how, how do you get stuff done? How do you, how do you chisel out from in your day?
1: I don't waste time. I don't, I don't, I like working. The other lesson I've learned is work smarter not harder.
0: Okay, tell us what you mean by that.
1: Meaning don't just work to work. I mean, sometimes you have to work to work if you're doing things. But in terms of, oh, I'm going to go to the period at <laughs> 9 in the morning. It, no, you go when it's right. You go when you feel it, when you see it. Mm-hmm. And with me, it's like, I go, if I, feel that I, I go, I go I go, with the push. I go with the push. And then I, you know. Now, once, once you have something sold and it's going, yeah, then you have a routine. Right. But you definitely... It, it, whenever you have something going or right, when you have deadlines, you have a routine. Right. But to get to the magic, to get to the magic, uh huh. Routine.
0: So, were there days when you're uninspired and you just okay? I'm going to go for a hike. I'm going to do some shopping. Most, I'm going to play with. Okay.
1: Most days, but I'm always inspired. But 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 that's one part of it. The other part, like we're saying, is give before you be, you know, you know, give before you take. Every day is wonderful moments helping people. Whatever. and just in they, you don't have to be magical every day in your thinking, or you know, you're not. You know, and don't get discouraged if you don't. You know, again, it's it's the right moment and the right time.
0: I and, love that. Okay, so you gave me some solid advice that I still use. And somebody mentioned today on Facebook to me that when I was feeling stuck, like I didn't know how to move, and I still don't. I'm still working on how to get my show on a, on a higher platform, right? And you said, make a list of everybody you know, yeah. and somewhere on that list is someone who can help you. And I've done that a few times with various things and it does work. Uh, that's a great practical tool. Let's say there, there are people watching today who lost their jobs in the pandemic, haven't been working with their businesses. They're sitting in front of the TV, watching a lot of Netflix. They're not going out much. What can you, uh, and I love this idea about being of service, that nothing gets us moving quicker than helping others. I, I, I really love that about you and I believe it's true. So to that person who's stuck on their couch, been paralyzed, what's the first step to get
1: moving? To oh, get off the couch, number one.
0: <laughs> that helps.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's some advice long ago. He Said, I'm a garden, I'm a gardener and, and no one's hiring me. No one's doing anything. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just here. And they said, go garden. Go to your next door neighbor and say, I'm gonna mow your lawn for you. Just literally, literally start doing what you're not doing. And, and you move forward. You really move forward by just moving. It it starts the energy going and stuff happens and people talk and 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 magic happens when you when you when you start connecting again, to what you do, and how you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's not a very simple answer either, because a I lot know, of, it's, you know, I, uh, again, 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 no, actually, for that, let me backtrack, again, I'm t- there is something good there, you've got to like, But what's thinking. a first
0: step, Anson? besides getting off the couch, what's something productive that, that we change can your do? Habits.
1: change your habits, Change your, literally, you know, if you go, if you, if you go to, if you're going through to the, the, to this room first, go to another room first, change your habit, literally, and they've even proven this scientifically.
0: I like that.
1: Change your habits. It's like, if you're constantly, oh, I'm getting up, I'm going, to my... no, don't go to that office. Go outside for a walk. Go on a treadmill, run in place. Don't, don't just change your daily routine instantly. And what it does, they've, and they've already proved it, really opens up your mind. First, you feel better for some crazy reason. You do. If it's like it lightens you up, if, it like I don't know. It just releases a lot of tension. I love that. And um, and, and that's that's number one. And that brings in a lot that and that brings in a whole different kind of thought pattern too. It brings in. Um, uh, it puts you in a more positive place instantly. It really does. Right. You do, tomorrow morning, when you get up, and you just change your routine, you know, change your the, the daily routine. That's why when you were saying like, what's your daily routine and all that, right? It actually, kill you. It's like, you know, it, it, you know. I mean, it should not be any daily routine. It should it, it, no, no. It should be a feeling routine. It should be. A, I need to go for I need to go outside right now. I don't want to go on that office right now. I don't, unless you have to. The when it's the only time it's a routine is when there's a job to be done. Right. And and they depend on you, and there's responsibility. And you that's a definite routine. But in terms of life, if you're feeling down and you're feeling lost, stop the freaking routine. <laughs> Switch it up, man. You know, seriously. You know, and if you want someone to. Say hi to you, say give someone what you want in your life, give it back, give it first, get it back, give,
0: give what you want. I got, I love that. Um, so Anson, talking about giving what you want, you've you, uh, we've also talked about this before, but it's very inspiring. I, when you were on happy days, and we're going to talk about happy days now because people have a lot of questions about happy days. When you were doing happy days, I don't want to tell the story for you. What made you start singing on Happy Day? What was that about? What, what, what brought music to you for Happy Days? How did that happen? What inspired it? And how did you get it done?
1: Well, that was, that was the same thing, just like, you know, selling Brigadino. Uh, <laughs> I wanted something.
0: What did I, you want?
1: I wanted more money because back then, back then when you did, when you did uh, a television show, right? I'll be really, I'll be really straight. I you know, Friends, which had half, half the audience we had. Wow. We're a million dollars an episode up to, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I got $900. For second season, $1,200. Third season, $1,800. Fourth season, $2,400. Okay. So it was okay, but it's not like you're... Uh, you're on a national television show. Not like you're going to get rich, right? Right, right. Not like today. So, um, but again, I always thought, what do you have? Okay. Everyone, people could be, oh, bitching. I'm not getting enough. I deserve more. Oh, screw them. And I'm like, yeah, there's opportunity here. And I think uh, Patrick's family ended, I think the year before. So before we started Happy Days. And I had a chance to talk with David Cassidy, and he was explaining how much better he did off the show than on the show. And he was like huge. I mean, David Cassidy was like the hugest Teen teams like Elvis, you know. Right. But he was explaining, you know, I didn't get much on the show, but boy, off the show. And then the Brady Bunch, when we started Happy Days, it was their last year, but they, had, they put together the singing group, and they were doing amazing around the world, singing, singing. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Hmm. Uh, I, I, I did, I was in musicals, I was in nightclubs, I did sing, okay, and I thought, well, if I can conv- convince Gary Marshall to put a band on the show, and I had this idea of Arnold's opening, the, having the band at Arnold's, and he let me sing, maybe I could get a record contract, and maybe I could get booked at, like, state fairs, whatever, and, like, make some money. So, uh, one morning, I found Gary. And he was the great biggest mentor, what, second to Willie Turner in my life. And uh, um, he, You
0: mentioned Millie, uh, Willie, a couple of times, you got to tell the Willie story, because some people aren't going to know who you're talking about. Well, but, answer,
1: but more important, Gary, this is the happy, yes. day story. happy day story.
0: Happy day story. Quite
1: happy days questions. Excellent. And, um, so anyway, um, I found Gary one morning early, mm-hmm. and he's walking. And I, I, I said, "You know, I you know have an idea." He goes, "Well, uh, I don't call me. I don't have time right now." I go, "It will only take a minute." He said, "Well, you got a minute? Walk with me." <laughs> so I start walking with Gary, and I, I did the elevator pitch. You got cars on the show. You got girls on the show. We need a band in Arnold's. We, you know, band singing. And he goes, "Oh, he goes. He's like, whoa, a band, a." Band and Arnold's, hmm, and you you know Gary, right? When he, yeah. I, I said, yeah, I used to be a drummer, <laughs> yeah, before I was a comedian, before I was a bad actor, and then before I became, you know, Gary Marshall. Anyway, um, he said, wait, whoa, he goes, so what do you mean, so tell me more, I go, well, you know, I sing, you sing? I go, yeah, are you good? I go, eh, okay, pretty good. Oh! And he goes, Richie could play the sax. His, his head's going, Ralphie, I like that. Well, I like, but there's a show different, there's a show coming up, it's a fraternity show. It's not Arnold's, but it makes it like The band will work, it'll work there. It'll, yeah, let's try that out. Go talk to Bobby, pick a song. That's the associate producer. I'm going. Right. Man, I am singing on freaking national television. <laughs> Right. I start walking away and he goes, Anson, what, what? But you're singing to a bulldog. (laughs) I go, why? (laughs) On a Sullivan, Elvis sang to a bulldog on Sullivan. And it was, and he says, and you, if you're good, I believe you're good. But if you're bad or you're good, I'll still get laughs. So there I am. So what song do I pick? Of course, I'm all shook up. (laughs) <laughs> there I am going God bless my soul what's wrong with me Mention like a man and they cut to the, the dog right? <laughs> the dog dog dog's board jumps off the chair you know but anyway, he liked it. He said I like that we'll do that So about every third show I got to sing a song I was in charge of my music so wow. I had a responsibility. so guess what happens everybody instead of complaining, David Cassidy's record label signs me.
0: Unbelievable.
1: All of a sudden, now I tell you, at this point, I'm just trying to remember, was the first season. I was either getting $900 an episode or $1,200 an episode, but I was getting $17,000 a night singing.
0: Unbelievable. And
1: Gary said, Gary came to me and said, Yeah, I'm proud of you. <laughs> you don't bitch. You found opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good for you. It's good for the show. Yeah, that's I'm proud of you.
0: <laughs> you know, I think that's kind of the the secret of it, Anson, is that you found something that was good for you. But it was also good for the show. So, 100%. right, so it's got to be so this, this website that you are creating, that turned you on, it's going to be something that's going to make other people happy too. That's
1: why it's going to be successful. It's it's mm-hmm. actually what the whole the whole thing that throws me is, it's so great for everybody. It's not like, oh, I'm gonna make them like it. It's like, I know they like it. It's like I can make I can make this wonderful for everybody. Oh, my God, to be so successful. Because if they if it isn't wonderful, nothing's gonna work. If you don't get if you don't give to others, nothing's gonna work. So it better be damn good. Like,
0: like alert jobs is something yes. that is of service to people really works really helps. Yeah. Simple. Yeah, I get it. Uh, tell everybody the story of Willie Turner because he's, he's very important in your story and in your life. Who was well,
1: Willie? I, I, well, I mean, growing up very um, uh, um, you know, not confident. Um, uh, you know, I, and we never had money, so I always had to work, you know, to, to find a little job, whatever, to get extra stuff, whatever. So I was assistant janitor during high school at Leonard's department store. And my boss was Willie Turner, who was Mm African-American in his fifties, functioning alcoholic and not well-educated, but a prophet, Mm -hmm. but a prophet. And uh, he called his janitorial room, janitorial room, the talk room. (laughs) And he had more friends. I mean, the mayor of Burbank would come see him. Really? Saved his life in the parking lot one time. Against some thug, just amazing guy. Uh, and, he, he, and he talked. He didn't. Did, did, uh, he, he talked. Didn't have a great command of the English language, but amazingly connectable. And mm-hmm. in the in the in the um, janitorial room, the, the talk room, there were two um, oil oil drum kit, oil drums, and that's that you sat on. Them. And he was one of the first adults in my life that talked to me, not at me. And anyway, the time I worked there, he helped me find me. He gave me confidence. He, he opened me up to find who I was a bit, and it was a major influence on my, my entire life to this day. And how,
0: how so, Anson, how did he give you confidence? Was it by listening to you, by paying saw, attention?
1: He saw the best of me. He found, he found things in me I didn't know I had. You funny boy. You funny, you funny boy. You got funny, boy. Really? Wow. No, You funny. Yeah, you make people laugh, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he made me. He helped. He so he made my instincts feel correct. And he died before I ever made it. I mean, he died. I think when I was like nineteen, you know, for alcoholism, whatever. But uh, yeah. but he. Uh, but but the big lesson out there, everybody, is. I didn't get. My major mentors weren't movie stars or billionaires or millionaires they were just offshoot people that that connected with me that had, had that just just through you know the greater good came to me and, and and directed me in life so don't don't ever judge anybody by their race their religion any of that or money any If you feel a connection with someone that's like that lifts you, you stick, you listen to that person, you connect with that person. That's the person that will put you on the road to a better life.
0: Wow! Not
1: not social media, none of that crap. It's going to be some unknown hero, unsung hero, some minor player to the world, but yet such a major player to to your life. And that was, that's a big lesson. I find more great people, the greatest people I've met, hundreds, nobody knows. And they're not, believe me, they're not millionaires. They're they just good people. And they're great. And they've given me so much because of their connection to themselves. You know, and, 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 and walking, you know, being true to who they are. And helping you be true to who you are. So stop with all this, you know, Kardashian USA and all this shit, you know, it's like, no, those aren't the people that are going to make you, those are the people that will break you because they'll keep you away from you.
0: Mm. And so you surround yourself with people that you can be you with. I mean, I know Don most is yeah. like your, your oh, best, best friend. friend. Yeah. And you guys do a lot of work together as well.
1: But Don is like Don's like me. Don is like the most humblest, most nice, like kindest, givingest. I mean, yeah. I mean, who who would have thought all these years later, in a very competitive business?
0: Absolutely. I mean, so were you were you friends right away? When okay, so let's talk about happy days. So, Anson, you come. Your father was not in show business. Mm -mm. Your mother not. How how did you how did you go from selling stationery out of your out of your garage to uh to being um on tv how did that happen
1: well that, that might be another hour but no. um um, but, um we'll tell the short I, version I just, I just had this feeling you know i i just practically got kicked out of the house at 18 because you know my parents they were depression <laughs> kids and they want you to go into something you know more solid mm-hmm uh, what did and, you
0: think you were going to do? What did they want you to do?
1: Uh be an engineer, be a teacher, you know, and I, my my whole thing was actually was, it was theater as a young, I would listen to me. I was theater. I want to be on Broadway. I want. I mean, it's what the, I mean, I, how do you know about that? You kept you shut up because it wasn't cool to talk about, you know,
0: <laughs> being yeah.
1: football, baseball. But so I walked out at 18 years old, man back then it was a little easier because you could actually afford cheap apartments and things with friends and, you know, and, uh, I started singing for three and all these talent nights around LA, Jack Halley's by CBS and ye little club in Santa Monica, a Knickerbocker hotel in uh, Hollywood, a couple others. <laughs> and, uh, it's a place to be bad. You, you give this old, old piano player your music and, Whatever. And then I started finding about equity and equity's professional theater. You stand in when you're not when you're non-equity, you stand in the non-equity line. When you're equity, you go in the other line. And that right. makes everyone see everybody. So you could be nobody in the world and go and they'd have to see you for four bars. It's not unusual. Thanks, Next.
0: <laughs>
1: actually, a bar and a half. So so I just started standing in line. one, and I won't get into the whole story, but stood in line. Started as an apprentice in summer stock. Wow. Start one thing led to the other. Um, I said by the time I was 21, from 18, three years, I made more money than my dad's <laughs> job. When I was 23, I landed the first happy days. When I was 22, I handed the first happy days pile.
0: What What happened between 18 and 23? What kind of work were you getting?
1: Oh, I, then, I, then I got um, this. Then I got a replacement job in Hollywood. In, in, in I've theater in Hollywood <clears throat> for a show called victory canteen written by the Sherman brothers, Mary Poppins did that. Got a commercial agent from that. I won't get into all the details. of how I got an agent, but anyway, got a commercial agent. Uh, I started making a career. I started, I started, com- started getting commercials. This and that I started getting all the concerned boyfriend parts. I, I never, <laughs> never had an acting lesson, like an acting lesson ever. Wow. You know the first the, well, first thing I was a direct ever was directing. It was by. Specific.
0: I was just going to ask you, how did you segue to directing? Okay, go ahead.
1: Well, well, directing. Anyway, one thing led to another, and I, I went with my gut, and I started really, you know, doing very well. And then, and then one thing led, to, but it's so funny, I was doing more drama than comedy. And oh. then uh, Happy Happy's pilot came along, didn't sell. The second one comes along years later, sells. Blah 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 do all that. Then I really felt I, I didn't really want to stay in acting that much. I really wanted to go behind the camera. Gary Marshall um, opened up the Paramount a lot. I was able to shadow Polanski doing Chinatown on the back lot. Wow. John Schlesinger doing Day the Locust. Um, uh, all the musical numbers agrees. Anything that was going on, they were my master class. It was my master wow. class. And Ron Howard, we did a lot together at the, at the early, early on. And, Learned a lot from Ron and yeah. And and then I produced and wrote before I directed. And then I started, I was able to direct and What I did was, again, I saw what I had and what I didn't have. I had Paramount lot which was college. And I had a mentor like Gary Marshall, who opened up the Paramount. So I could go, I got to, it was an edgy, I was going to class every day. That's fantastic. How,
0: how did you you How did you school yourself in writing? You're a humanities award winner. How did you How did you start that? How did you get there?
1: Um, well, Like I said, I used I always wrote short stories and poetry and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know you start you start you educate yourself on how to write a script. You've read you read thousands of them, and um, so as self pretty much self educated. Wow. And uh, yeah, and just started, I just started writing what I felt or was connected to, you know, and just, you know, again, even my, when I was directing, no one gave me a directing job, by the way, nobody. I had to sell it. I had to create it, sell it, and attach myself.
0: Wait, wait, how did you do that?
1: Um, um, I, so I had this idea for an after-school special. Mm-hmm. And um, it was about organ ownership. It was actually based on a true story,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, so I wrote it up. Went to fr- a friend of mine. She, we you went, wrote
0: it. You wrote the screenplay
1: for it. I didn't write that screen. Well, I rewrote the screenplay, but okay. So wrote the story. It's it mm-hmm. And then went. I went into ABC and pitched it, and they said we love this. And then um, um, we wrote, then we brought in another writer to write it, and then I ended up rewriting it. And then we brought it in, and they said. Great, we'll pick it up. Who's directing? I said I'd really like to direct. What have you directed? Uh, some plays, but I. And they go well. We re-. so that's when Ron Howard backed me. At my
0: yeah.
1: own, own 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 freaking show. I'm the producer, exact producer. And he said if and he knew I'd be okay, but if he screws up, and this is that was a big thank you marker from Ron, from me to Ron, and I said, okay, so I was able to hire myself. Wow, I hired myself and then I co wrote another screenplay about the youngest mayor in the history of the United States, which became a kind of a major deal. And I directed that. And we got all this and then then I was hired. Uh, then I was hired for a film at CBS. And then I started, I was, I started, you know, broadening out because I was now accepted. Mickey, but I, I, had, I had to create. I had to create my own road. I had to find.
0: You created your own highway. Yeah. I had to create
1: it, sell it, and attach it. You bet. It wasn't. Uh, no one gave me. A, no one's ever given me a gift.
0: No one ever.
1: Not once.
0: You've seized all these opportunities. You've created your own opportunities.
1: Hundred percent. Well, with a lot of help from people mm-hmm. that I would have gotten if I hadn't like moved forward. It always takes a team. It always takes collaboration, but it wouldn't happen waiting for it.
0: Wow. I love that. Um, Mickey Galena, who has met you a few times and said you've always been lovely with him, uh, wants to know, uh, he knows about Sabrina the Teenage Wish. He's wondering what else uh, you directed that he would know that you've, you've directed a lot. <laughs> Jesus. About 300 hours. What? What, what are some of, what are some of the favorite pro what, what, what was most challenging for you as a director what 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 did you sink your teeth into that you really loved
1: everything I do it's like everything um, well, I don't love it. I mean when you get hired for television shows some are great some are not mm-hmm. uh, when Spielberg hired me to do Sequest the second year second third year, that was great because I hadn't done a lot of effects or anything like that mm-hmm. and uh, and that was um, that was, it was so challenging. It was huge. And that was, that was, I had so much fun uh, just learning about all that technology along with story and you know, acting and all that. So that was, that was monumental to me.
0: And just, uh, but I had so many, I
1: mean, so many good things. I, you know, shot, I did a, this real tongue-in-cheek film with Christopher Walken called All-American Murder, All-American Murder for 10 Cents, which was challenging, he was wonderful. And, uh, and then, um, God, so many, I mean, every, you know, every, everything from very botchical shows, you know, L.A. Law to to soap opera shows, you know, Marrow's Place and 90210 to really difficult um, action shows like Hercules and Xena. Then I did uh, a number of uh, Star Trek Voyagers, G Space Nine, all these different very, you know, and then quite a few pilots and this and that. So there's not one, you know, but honestly, the, but actually the most satisfying are always the ones you create. Yeah.
0: So if, what calls you what calls you now, Anson? I know you're going to do this website. I know that's if you were going to lean to one direction, would it be directing, would it be writing, would it be acting? Would it be doing all three in the triple header? I mean, what what excites you now?
1: Hmm. Well. Like all of us, a lot of things excite us. Um, like I, like I've stopped directing segment television because it's exhausting, mm. and I'd like to live a few more years. So, <laughs> seriously, it's like it's it's a, it's a dangerous business. I mean, you can't. The lifespan isn't great. Mm. The pressure is huge. Mm. Um, so I really, I'm I'm not I'm not so much that interested in directing.
0: Okay. Are you, as, are you writing? Do you so want yeah, to write?
1: Writing's mm-hmm. fine. As much as owning and controlling something really cool and bringing in the right teams to do it. Mm-hmm. I really, I'm right now, my, I like much more on the entrepreneurial side, creative entrepreneurial side mm-hmm. to bring in the people that are wonderful to work with. So I'm not killing, I, really, I've, I've killed myself for decades. It's time now to enjoy life I believe that and have a balance in life, and you know, and give other people opportunity. You know, I don't. The the ego's gone, and that's what I love about, um, like, literally finding IPs that no one knew existed, (laughs) like major IPs that no one knew existed because they don't take the time to look or whatever. And did
0: you just happen on these two, or it was something you loved so you? You pursued it, but it no. wasn't like you went in looking for it. You just
1: one I look for. Oh, you did one. I well, yeah one I absolutely. I'll tell you one I look for. You'll be going, one I absolutely look for. I, I only I know I look for it because I co-created this thing with Anita Bush, and uh and uh, and it was like this. It was this. I she had this idea, and I go a good idea. Really, that's good. And that's when I thought I, I went, whoa, whoa! This would be a great marriage with this and this, but oh my God, someone's got to have this. Right. I mean, no, no one's, the world's not stupid, stupid enough to not own this, right? I mean, it's like such a no-brainer. They were stupid enough, thank God. Yes. Yeah, so it all, it all came out of yes. It all came out of something I liked, or you know, one was already there. One was just its own thing another one uh it's a click to be its own thing you know so yeah
0: can you do something just because you think it's something that's going to make a lot of money or do you have to be passionate and do you have to love it
1: have to love it Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah i mean no i I don't love it there's got to be a uh, no it's it i there's got to be a purpose for it okay you know, so be- yes,
0: being of service. So something that people are going to want. That's going to exactly. help. That's going to be helpful.
1: Yeah, I'm I getting that. I, I've been in the product business so long, and there's so many scam products. All these dr products. You know, <clears throat> it's going to change your life in two minutes. Uh, you know. It's, yeah. No, I'm not into that. You know? So, Anson, I mean, how I mean,
0: do you? How do you? Stay healthy. Um, would you have a diet that you follow? Are the things you do and don't eat? Do you exercise every day? How do you stay so fit and so young? I mean, it's—I know how old you are, and it's crazy because you look thirty years younger. What do you do to to keep that going on?
1: Not much, actually. It's like really. It's seriously. It's like a come on, a lot of it's You're, you're thinking, and sure, I, eat, I don't. And I just eat moderate. I, I don't deny myself really anything, mm-hmm. um, In terms, of, but it's moderate. No, I'm no, more like, basically, I'm very conscious. I go, okay, I know that's, don't eat too much of that. Don't drink this. Don't, but at the same time, you know, have some fun, you know? Just don't be compulsive about it. You know, just moderate. Everything's moderate. Your body can handle a lot. It really can. It can handle a lot.
0: So you'll tell yourself no. So if if there's that big dish of ice cream or that bowl of chips, you're going to tell yourself no. You're going to, you're going to have a taste and you're going to be done.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, I feel. I'm sorry, one second. Yes? Yeah. Okay.
0: We're wrapping. We're wrapping. I have two happy days questions for you before oh, we go. No,
1: no, no, no. It was like, just a wonderful dinner is being prepared. Oh,
0: that's so lovely. I love that. I love that. Well, you, I've, got I've, got, I've got
1: time. I've got time
0: okay so one person uh, so Jim wanted to know um, do you see people now I know the answer to this too do you see people from happy days have you guys stayed close and connected and do you socialize I mean, and all that
1: oh yeah I mean yeah it's like it's, it's very interesting it's the show went the sh- we actually did the pilot in November of 73 uh-huh yeah
0: unbelievable <laughs> it's unfathomable
1: uh, um. And um, November seventy three, and went on the air January seventy four, went off the air eighty four, and uh, finished eighty four. Whatever, yeah, we've been friends since day one. Pretty Um, man.
0: That's another question. Estelle wants to know um, how how devastating was it when it ended, and for all of you. And I know you weren't all still there. So what uh, was it? Was it horrible when it ended or were you ready for it to end?
1: It was fine. We were already, we're friends already. We're all doing stuff together. I'm doing stuff with Ron. Ron's doing whatever, Henry. You know, actually it was, it it wasn't like anything changed. Yeah. We didn't do the show anymore, but the important part of the show was our relationships. So it was like we're we getting together next weekend yeah good <laughs> So I'm saying' this, nothing nothing changed just because the show was over. We did all, you
0: guys still play softball after the show ended because I know softball your softball team was a big
1: yeah. thing We did We did play here and there and then we had a huge quite a few years ago we had a big reunion show on ABC and uh, baseball game was part of the show <laughs> yeah but yeah we did In fact you know it might be time for one more.
0: I love that. I we love
1: had that. It's fact a great story about that. Gary Marshall thought it was important for us to be a team. Most of us were ex-jocks. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, you'll always, you know, you'll you'll always uh, back your team member. You got their back, you got their back. And he felt it would help on the set. He thought it would get rid of egos, you know, the acting crap and all that. Right, right. Right. And when they ask about your best memories of happy days, Mm-hmm. Head. It's playing by the China Sea in Japan against the Marines, the Air Force, the Army, the Navy, and kicking butt, you know, it's it's it's, it's us in uh, Würzburg, Germany, we're playing against the 3rd Infantry Division softball, but we're at this castle in Würzburg that's a 1000 years old, and at the tables, they don't have wine dispensers, they have wine dispensers, they, they don't have water dispensers, they have wine dispensers, literally, mm-hmm. So, we're like, so feeling no pain, we went on this little old castle balcony, singing Splish Splash over the Rhine River to the city of Worcester. <laughs> Ron, Don, all of us, right? Those are the memories, man. It's like. I love it. Yeah. I love it.
0: Well, Anson, thank you so much for always being willing. And I, you've, inspired me so much and I you really are in my head all the time and what would Anson do I need the bumper sticker what would Anson do <laughs> or what would he tell me to what would he te- push me to do but it's really helpful because you are always in solution and you I have never heard you rarely bitch about anything I, one topic I can think you bitch about but that's about it <laughs> But other than that, you really stay positive. And and I think that that's reflected in how wonderful you look and feel and how wonderful your life is now. And I'm so happy. It's so wonderful to see um, you happy. And um, anyway, I love you so much. And I'm I'm so grateful
1: for you in my life. I'm grateful for you in my life, too. Truly. Truly. Thank you so much for doing this.
0: Enjoy your dinner.
1: God bless. I will. God bless. Talk soon.